is your classic metal show right here on the classic metal show.com. That of course was Tesla. That is tied to the tracks. It's from the brand new release five man London jam. And a guy that knows all about being in that five, being one of the five men in that London jam, as well as the acoustic jam and, um, many other great albums and tours that most of you listening have experienced. It is the vocalist of Tesla. It is Mr. Jeff Keith. Jeff, how are you, man? Doing good, Chris. Thanks. Well, Jeff, it is uh it's very good to speak to you again. You know, as as I mentioned to you briefly before we got started, it has been a long time since I've spoken to you. I've spoken to your bandmates any number of times, you know, in over the years, but you for what probably because you're the singer and you don't want to blow your voice out doing doing interviews. I always miss you. You're gonna laugh at this. The last last time I spoke to you was for promotion of the bar seven record. <laughs> wow, man, that's too long, Chris. <laughs> that's a long time ago, my friend. <laughs> that is a long time ago. That's a late nineties there, man. It is, man. But it's definitely good to speak to you again. It's it's good to speak to you when you have music to um to promote. And um, you know, the Five Man London Jam is the latest release from Tesla. It is a um it's it's an interesting release for me, and I'm going to tell you why. I, I, okay. I, I'll go back to Five Man Acoustical Jam first, which is without question okay. my favorite album that you've ever put out. And you know, I, I know it's a live thing and whatever, but it is that record okay. that captured some absolute magic on it. I know you know that. You know the, if nothing else, the spot where the crowd takes the more or less takes the vocals from you in Love Song and just sings it. That is one of the most incredibly awesome captured moments in live recording history. So much so that it started that entire movement of unplugged recording. So, you know, that that is a great release. I love this, but I think the acoustic there the London jam, I think you have to come into it with different expectations because it seems and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this. It seems like five man London jam is very much more. It's an intimate show. It's not a big show. It, it's, it's more smaller and it's more intimate between you and the fans that are there. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Well, you know, the thing with the five man acoustical jam, which was a blast and it was like, we you know, we forgot we were even recording and, uh, we, we just had, you know, we were on tour with Motley Crue the Dr. Feelgood tour, and we just found a, a club that would allow us to play our songs acoustically instead of having two nights off in a row. Next, you know, things are going so well. We thought, why? Well, hey, maybe we should get this, you know, you know, get a 24-track mobile truck down there, and we end up doing it in Philadelphia. And, and what people appreciate about it, and also us, is that it's completely live from right. start to finish. So for, with the five-man London jam, um, we are lucky enough for our management to get it set up for us to do a live recording at Abbey Road Studios, which was just magical. Of course, we know that that's, uh, uh, you know, set out to be a record recorded live to celebrate the 30 years from the Five Man Acoustical Jam. So, but we forget we're recording in that also, so which is a good thing, and that's what I love about live recordings. You you forget you're even recording and you're just having fun like a live show. So it was magical to do it in Abbey Road Studios with all the history with the Beatles and a lot of other great bands. And it came out fantastic, and we're really happy and excited about it. And uh, 
like I said, celebrating the 30 years, and we had fun doing it. We got to play a lot of songs that weren't written when we did the five-man acoustical jam, and also right on up to uh, some live recordings uh, of uh, Off the Shock album, which we made with Phil Collins last year. Absolutely. Um, talk, talk a little bit about Abbey Road, um, Jeff. Uh, you know, you know, you mentioned it yourself. There's the obvious historical significance. And for you, for you, you know, you've obviously been in a million recording studios at this point. You know, do, do you really look around and, and think, oh, my God, I'm sitting in a in a space where John Lennon, you know, was or or Paul McCartney? I mean, it's got to be. On, on the one hand, it's got to be one of those, oh, man, look at this, look where I am moments. At the other, on the other hand, you know, it is sort of work in a way, no? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, you got to remember, too, that, that you're there for a live recording and try not to uh, think about it too much that you're in this magical place, Abbey Road Studios, and you're, you're doing a live recording. Which we end up doing as 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 you start performing, you kind of forget that you're recording a live record. But that was absolutely set up to make a live record for for, for the uh, uh, the 30 year anniversary. Right. But um, it, we still had fun just doing a live recording, and to be within those four walls uh, where all that magic was created, uh, you can't help but think about that. And, and and like I said, try not to think about it too much, and just have fun. Right. Definitely. Now, now, Jeff, for for Tesla, you know, you guys obviously a harder rock, metal, whatever you want to call it, band. Um, your music has consistently translated well to acoustic performances, you know, and, and surprising on some of the songs that that it translates as well as it does, considering how how heavy a lot of it has been over the years. Does that say something to how you guys write music? Do you start music acoustically and then convert it? Or or is it just the way you guys are wired that you hear different different ways of rearranging the music or what? Absolutely. I mean, there's an acoustic track on every Tessa record, you know, even if it's like a very hard rock walls of amplifier song. We've always got a, a, an acoustic track somewhere, so... Uh, you know, we do write a lot of songs. They start off with an acoustic guitar. Okay. So um, it's not unusual for us to, to come bring it down acoustically. And what makes it fun doing an acoustic record is that you take a song, like, say, Modern Day Cowboy, that's just a wall of amplifiers and, and uh, you know, and, and, and just this loud wall. And, and to approach the song, you have to approach it differently because you don't have that wall of amplifiers to rely on. So it makes it fun and exciting. And uh, so we enjoy doing that. And, and, and we're very, very acoustic oriented. And uh, so, so we, it, it's, it's nothing new to us, but we have fun with it. And, and, and like I said, you approach it differently, which makes it exciting for us. Sure. Did you- were there songs on um, on the new London Jam that were more difficult than others to arrange from the electric counter- counterparts of them? Well, actually, uh, no. We just, you know, I mean, it, they actually, you know, uh, come off great. You know, like tied to the tracks. It's just off the new record, shot and, uh, that we did with Bill Collin last year, and and it just. Uh, when we play it acoustically, it just feels right, you know, even though it's in so totally electric song, it just 
seemed to fit well acoustically. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's exciting and yet fun and, and it, 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 it complements it well doing it acoustically. Sure. Well, you mentioned shock a couple times. Let's talk about shock for, for a little bit. Um, certainly I know you've heard the, the flack about the Def Leppard sound, you know, I, you know, there's no way you guys haven't heard that and, and fair enough. And, I, right. and I'll be a hundred percent honest and upfront. So I don't want, you know, I'm one of those guys. Sure. I'm one, I am definitely one of those guys that was like, man, I like my Tef, I like my Tesla heavy. And I'm not saying that there's not songs on shock that aren't that, I mean, I'll take the mission and, and put it on any album and it fits, you know, that's that there right. are songs that are there. Then there's songs like California summer song or taste like, or, um, we can rule the world. You know, those right. types of songs that definitely have that Phil Collin influence. I think, you know, do you, and, and I don't want you to justify it because you don't need to, you know, you've been in business 35 right. years. You certainly understand Tesla, my question is, do you understand the frustration that fans have or had because it is a different vibe than a traditional Tesla, you know, turn the amps up to 11 and go raw sound? Yes, I can understand that. I mean, we definitely knew we were trying something different. We we're trying, you know, uh, more of a, a sonically sounding record that had more of a, you know, with, with, with the approach that Phil Collin is, is, is accustomed to. And so we knew we were trying something different, but the beauty of it was that we still stayed within the roots of Tesla and it's still Tesla, but Phil Collin helped us co-write a lot of that record, mm -hmm. of course, produced it, you know, he's got different approaches on things. And so it was fun and exciting for us to try some new things. And, you know, it's like, Usually with Tesla, we'll go in and, and, and record a song in the studio and we'll stay on that song until we feel we have it, what's called in the can, mm -hmm. and then we'll move on to the next song. Where with Phil, we'd come in the studio and like say one day I would sing the chorus to a song that worked on yesterday or the day before. Then we would go to a verse of another song. Then we'd go and work on the bridge to another song. And so we did work on three or four different songs in one day, which is, uh, different than what a Tesla would usually approach recording. So um, it was fun. It was exciting. I can understand that when people go, well, it's definitely different than your usual Tesla record, which we it were, that's what we were trying with something new and different. And to work with Phil was absolutely fantastic. He's a great guy. He knows a lot of things. And uh, with all of his experience of recording. So we definitely did try some new things. So I understand where the fans go, well, that's a different approach than Tesla would normally make. And, hey, it's flat out is. And, right. but, but, you know, for the most part, our fans, uh, the response we have got from it were they were excited about the record. They knew it was a different approach than we normally would do. But they still appreciated it that it was still a Tesla record. Sure. Were, were the choices of California Summer Song and Taste Like purposeful in that they did showcase Phil's influence on what you, you know, on what you had created. Absolutely. We were following Phil's lead. And like I said, he was he helped co-write a lot of this stuff. So it definitely like tastes like maybe would not be an approach that Tess would take to making a, a song or writing a song. So we were definitely trying different things and, 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 and different style, but 
staying within our roots of being that blue collar rock and roll band. And it's, there's no doubt about it. We were trying some, some different things and, uh, we still had a blast doing it. We still appreciated that Phil Collin wanted to work with us. Sure. We were very honored and we tried some different things, but still, it was still exciting for us. And we were following Phil's lead on a lot of, it. there's no doubt about it. Right. And, and to be fair, there are definite songs on here that sound like they would fit on any Tesla record. I want everything. Uh, the mission, um, uh, tied to the tracks, tied to the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those, those songs would definitely fit pretty much anywhere in the catalog, which is, which is probably the, the best tribute to you guys that even when you were trying something different, the roots of what Tesla is, is still provided. It's, you know, you didn't go and record a pop album. (laughs) Right, it still stayed within the veins, right. And But we were thinking a little bit more, uh, I think the approach was a little bit more of sort of uh, more of a pop side of Tesla, but still stayed within that blue-collar rock and roll sound. Sure, definitely. Now, yeah. now, now, Jeff, with the, with the world basically shut down right now, and certainly, certainly this has got to be killing yeah. you guys because, you know, if if I know anything about Tesla, it's that I can always look up somewhere in my summer in my summer and see Tesla playing near me, you know. And this this has to be, you know, especially where you have new music out and everything else. This has to just be brutal for you guys, no? Oh, it is brutal. It's brutal for all of us, the whole entire world. This is man difficult times to be in, and absolutely. I mean, we went out in February and we came home for a break in March. And we're prepared to go back out in April. We we were planning on being on the road right now. So with everything just being shut down, it's like uh, you know that's our livelihood, mm-hmm. and that's what we're 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 we like to feel like we're a hardworking rock band that, and and playing live is our forte. That's what we love to do. We love making records, but the best part about making a record is going out and performing the song. So it's real tough. Sure. For everybody, and especially on us, we are just itching to get the green light to get back out there on the road and do what we love to do most. Sure. If 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 the estimates are true that that nothing kicks back over concert wise until twenty twenty one sometime, what does that do for you guys? Did I mean do you do you write another record or do you do you wait it out so that you can promote the two the two releases that you have or you know where where does that leave Tesla? You know what that's a good question, you know, and, and your guess is as good as mine, Chris. But you know, hey, uh it may depending on how soon things open back up and things are safe enough to open back up. Hey, that's a good question. I mean we might very well uh, um, have to go back in and, and write another record without being able to go out and promote this new five-man London champ. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And until we get the clearance and everything's safe for us all to congregate, um, you know, our livelihood of playing live is completely shut down. Everybody is. Right. I mean, sure. all around the world it's shut down. So we are uh, just raring to go. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we get the green light soon, Chris, because I tell you what, uh, that's what we've done for the past, what, 30, almost 35 years, so it's our livelihood. Yeah. So with our yeah. livelihood being shut down, yeah, there's a whole lot of, uh, of different new approaches, and we may, may very well go back in the studio and make another record. Let's, sleep, let's see how it goes and hope 
that we get the green light that it's safe for all of us to go do what we love to do most. Sure. I have to imagine for a guy like you who really has never spent extended time home, you have to be crawling up the walls, man, looking in closets and going, oh, what's in here? You know. <laughs> oh, man, are you kidding me? Hey, tell you what, I'm being a homeschooler. I've got, I got a nine-year-old son. Okay. <laughs> Going back to adjectives and pronouns and all that stuff, which I never was that good with 50 years ago, it's like, whoa. So uh, it is a whole new approach, and it's just we're all getting stir-crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, But we have to do the right thing, and we have to do the social distancing and, and hope that, you know, what they are calling phase one, phase two, and phase three, we're hoping we can get back to phase three as soon as possible. But... If things don't work out where it don't happen as fast as we would like to, then we're going to have to consider maybe going back in and writing another record. Right. And uh, we, we just got to kind of take it day by day and week by week and and, and, and just in high hopes that, you know, things are going to open back up. I right. mean, for everyone. Exactly. Well, well, Jeff, before it's I let you go tough. real quick, before I let you go real quick, I since I haven't spoken to you for a while, I wanted to ask you about one song that's a little bit older, not that old, but um, without question, my favorite song in the entire Tesla catalog. But I, I always wondered what was behind this song or what was going on that launched it. That's the song Just In Case, which is without question, your your as a band's highlight lyrically, it, at least in my eyes, man, it's such a great moving tune. What was going on that led you to write such a deep song like that song? Well, I remember, you know, like uh, with the acoustic guitar, just ha- coming up with this idea about, you know, uh, I always work on my uh, religious side and my Christianity or however you want to call it. But I mean, you know, it's just a song that, uh, um, that, that uh, you know, I'd ask the band, uh, could, could we try to get this on a record? It's my kind of my way of saying thanks to God and and then and, and for everything that we're great you know to be grateful for so uh, you know just in case I don't get everything right and I'm not going to make it through the gates but hey it's still my way of lyrically showing my appreciation for everything that we're grateful for sure do you do you look at it as a as a lyrical highlight for you or do you or is it just another Absol- song for you <laughs> no absolutely absolutely uh, um like I said, it's my way of saying thanks and my thanks to God and everything that was created that we're grateful for. And, you know, uh, like, like the title says, just in case I'm not getting everything the way it's supposed to be done. Uh, just my way of saying thanks for everything. And, and, and just in case, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting everything right and when nobody's perfect and, and hopefully that, uh, uh, God would hear it and, and hear me being thankful for everything that we have. Very good, man. Well, Jeff, the new release is called Five Man London Jam, or the other new release is called Shock. You know, I, I, I certainly advise everybody to listen to both. Um, and I'll tell you what, Jeff, why don't you pick a closing track from either one of them and um, maybe tell us a quick story about it to wrap the interview up. Okay. Um, how about we do... Um um, let's go with Stir It Up, because that was uh, from uh, uh, um, um, Psychotic Supper. It wasn't written when we did the five-man acoustical jam, and we got to do it at Abbey Road Studios live, acoustically. 
And, uh, you know, um, it's just a song about everybody coming together. And Lord knows we all got to come together, the whole world, more than ever in these times. So I'm, I'd like to uh, play Stir It Up. i have you play Stir It Up. All right. Well, let's do it right now. It is Tesla. And, of course, it is your classic metal show. <laughs> 